Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Catholic voice in America. On this show, I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like why the world isn't working right now. The Protestant Reformation is over. Christians now have more commonalities than differences, yet evil is spreading and the enemy is winning because we're still fighting each other over self-righteous labels and high-level theology. If you disagree with me, then you're part of the problem. Listen, as Christians, we're all baptized into God's family. We all want heaven, and we all struggle with the same human brokenness. United we stand, divided we fall, it's that simple. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who was almost murdered twice. But God spared me because he had a higher purpose for my life. My mission is to unify Christians everywhere. This show was created for you, the person who wants to be accepted and loved and reminded that God has a higher purpose for your life. Let's get started. Today, my featured guest is Sharon Swing, and she's the co-author of Listen to My Life. Don't you want somebody to listen to your life? I think we all do. And she's the co-founder of OneLifeMaps.com. OneLifeMaps.com, an organization dedicated to helping people review their life stories for the purpose of spiritual growth and meaningful action. Now, that probably threw you a little bit. Well, why would I want to review my life, not just to make money and to be successful? That's what I want. <laughs> yeah, but if your spirit is off, then you're going to struggle on the inside, right? So you may get the money, you may get all the success and power, but I meet these people all the time. These are my clients. These are who I coach. And they are broke and lonely and depressed on the inside. So what's the point? We need to get your story, your life story. What's God doing in your life? So she is energized by the clarity and courage people gain as they engage in their life stories as a spiritual practice. She shares her vision statement, but I'm going to let her share all that stuff. All right. But she, again, you can find her at onelifemaps.com, onelifemaps.com. Sharon, welcome to the show. Go ahead and share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Hey, Joseph. Thanks so much for having me in my business life. Uh, well, I guess uh, how, how long it took to actually write the materials I wrote <laughs> with my friend Sybil Towner. Um, it was probably a, like a five-year journey mm. um, from idea to actually first draft testing it with a group of people. It's not an overnight thing that happens. Yeah, that's a, long, that's a long process. I've written two books already. I'm in the process of, of writing a new bestseller. And it's not easy, people. It's not. It looks like work. That's why you, you haven't done it. In the process of writing a bestseller. I like that as a vision. 100%, girl. It's going to be national and international. All right. So, Sharon, um, let's get down to business. I call this part of the show, I have three parts to the show. The first is the spiritual game, right? And we're going to talk about your spiritual journey. Then we're going to go into the mental game, how your head blocks you from God, right? Because it happens to all of us. And then we're going to go into my favorite part of the show, the confession round. So we'll get into that. You see what I did okay. there? Okay. So the spiritual. So here's why I invited Sharon to be a guest on the show. I met Sharon at a, a conference for podcasters. 
And she showed up with this energy and this peacefulness and this gracefulness <laughs> about her, where a lot of other people had a lot of crap going on on the inside, let's just say. They were still doing some healing on the inside. And Sharon just kind of stood out from everybody. And we uh, chatted for a moment or two. And she kind of shared a little bit about what she's doing. Then she went up and pitched what she's doing. And I just connected. And I was like, okay, here's a woman who's unapologetic about her faith. And she's willing to put it out there in a public forum. That's cool. I want her on the show. That's why I invite her on the show. Because I think we need more heroes like Sharon Swing, who are willing to go out there and swing with what God wants them oh my to do in their life. You're welcome, <laughs> Sharon. I know that was so cheesy. But Sharon, here's my question to you. How did you first experience God? in your life and when i say experience not knowing of him but actually experience him in a tangible way in your heart hmm. there are so many times that i've mapped out and uh that's one of the things i love about it in life mapping is that i get to mark those times i think the first and earliest time i remember connecting with god was actually when my nephew was getting baptized and I was probably seven years old. I can tell you what I was wearing. I can tell you what the place, what the old Missouri Synod Lutheran Church looked like. I can tell you that I just sensed that there was something really important going on and that there was a sense of holiness in the midst mm -hmm. of it. And I, I remember saying to myself, don't forget this, don't forget this, don't forget this. Mm. And and just saying, I, I, I want to, I want to know this. I what want to you, know what this was that sense? You were only, it's you seven, only years seven years old. old. I mean, like, I know, but there was, a, there, there was a, but there was, there was something about what was transacting in the midst of, of that, because I mean, I had gone to church with my parents, you know, ever since I was in and I don't remember ever being in awe with a sense of the holiness. Of so just to, just to repeat that back, because the, the internet went a little spotty there for a second. So uh, say that one more time, would you? I just, I just remember that there was a sense of awe mm. at the, at, at, and of the holiness of, of the moment. And... I could never have described it. I don't even really know how to describe it now. But even in my seven-year-old self saying, I don't want to forget this. And I, I want more of this. I want this in my life. That's so cool. Life. And so, you know, I don't know exactly how all that happens, but just a sense that God was, was reaching out to me in some way in those moments. BC Nation, can you relate with Sharon right now? What was that moment for you where you just felt this feeling? It could have been a feeling of complete love. Just this uh, surroundedness of peace, right? It could have been a sense of awe and wonder at the God of the universe. And you just knew you were in this sacred moment. Like, what is it for you? Like, that's a really cool question to sit with. Mm-hmm. And I know for some people that I've asked them this question, they know the specific day, time, and the moment. And like you mm -hmm. said earlier, Sharon, like 
what what was on your left? They'll be like, oh, this is what was going on my left. What was on your right? This is what was, and they'll describe the whole thing, the whole moment. I have an ex-girlfriend of mine that was, uh, when we started dating, she was uh, atheist slash agnostic. And, and I was like, do you want to believe that there's a God? And she's like, well, of course I want to believe it. I just don't because science doesn't show that. But of course I want to. I was like, why? Because she's like, because then the universe would make sense and my life would make sense. And right mm. now I guess it doesn't, right? So that's what was missing for her. And I said, hey, listen, if you really want to say this prayer, God, if you're real, show me you're real in a way I can't deny. Mm -hmm. And then actually look for him to do it. Like just say that prayer for 10 days. Just be morning. open to the idea. Yeah, exactly, right? Because you gotta be open. You can't be close-minded, right? And, and Sharon, she did this. And literally it was like day four or five, she had that moment you just described. She was at this place by herself. She found a little church, a chapel, um, and she got away from all these gossipy girls she didn't wanna be around. And she went in and she just felt um, this love, pure love surround her. And she's like, Joseph, I don't know what it was, but I felt 100% loved. And I felt it was my heavenly father and I knew he was God and I knew I was loved and he was my father. And I can't even tell you how. I just know mm -hmm. it. And like, that's how God shows up. Like you said earlier, you don't even have words for it sometimes. That's experiencing God. What shows up for you in that, Sharon? Oh, well, a lot of what I do when I'm walking people through mapping their life story and listening to them is helping them recognize and respond to God. And recognizing part is 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 an interesting deal because God's everywhere and he's infused in creation and all and accessible but a lot of times we are not recognizing it and so when people do have that it actually gets to their brains and go whoa wait a minute there's <laughs> there's something going on here to be able to ask people um what did that feel like mm. Where did you feel it in your body? Mm. Um, what, what do you feel happened inside of you that might have shifted? All of those kinds of questions. To ask people the questions that help them to locate what that can feel like so that maybe they might be able to recognize it when it happens again. Because I think it's so often more common than we think. I mean, mm. for example, um, I'm a photographer, I'm an artist, I do a lot of different kinds of art, but if I have my camera in my hand, I see things. I just look at them, I see things. Because you're looking for them. Because I'm looking for them. And a, a camera is an interesting thing to have in your hand and a lens because of the fact that there's a, there's a way to focus and there's a way to zoom in and out, right? So basically you're, 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 you're deciding what to leave out mm. to make the picture come to life. And so there's this selectivity about what you're going to look when you're looking through a camera. There's lots of different angles you can choose. There's lots of different depth of uh, field of, uh, of focus that you can choose. There's all these different choices to make, but there's something that happens inside of me when I've got my camera in my hand and I'm in nature. And one of the things is that I'll, that I just, I'm just more attuned to how God created things in those moments when I have my camera, I pay attention. And I'll take a picture and many times I'll say, 
thank you, God. And at one point in time, just I, I just sensed a reply of, I'm so glad you noticed. Hmm. <laughs> and I thought, what a beautiful reply. You know, I'm so glad you noticed. Like, it's always here, yeah. but am I going to notice it? And that God would actually be appreciative that I'm appreciating his creation in that way. I believe that. I believe God loves to be God. And with that, he loves to show off a little, right? Because he, he leaves. He is all the time, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like BC Nation, like God leaves love notes everywhere for you. Like the flowers, the warm air, the trees, the wind, the breeze, all these things are love notes from your creator just reminding you, as Sharon says, I love you. You're my mm -hmm. child. I love you. Right? And so often we're so distracted and we really need to focus in like a camera. This was a great metaphor. Um, and focus in and tune out all the distractions that are blocking us from that love that he's trying to give us to get through our dense heads and into our hearts. And I, I think that's always a journey. So Sharon, I'd like you to go here. Give us the three tips. What are your three tips or top strategies that you would give to my listener right now who feels stuck, who feels alone, who's never had that experience with God? Maybe they were raised with God, but it was only knowing of God in their head. They've never experienced him in their heart. How can they get there? What can they do? What are your top three tips? Mm. Well, I think exactly what you described um, with your friend saying, well, do you want to believe there's a God? <laughs> and do you want to believe that he might be interested in, in helping you to recognize that he is who he says he is? I mean, just that he is. And, um, and do it as a thought experiment to just say, I'm open to to that if you're real show me so that would definitely be a, that's that's so good let's put that at number one okay, okay. so no so it's yours but i'll take that one that's fine um, we're working number, together we're co-creating you and yeah. i and because of uh i love being an invite just the idea being open to the idea that God is inviting you into a relationship with him. Mm. And so being quiet for a little bit and actually saying, I'm open to receiving whatever you have for me and trusting that it's good. Mm -hmm. And then just being quiet. And even if nothing happens, saying, okay, as I go through my day, I'm going to keep one ear tuned toward heaven. Okay. Um, and one way to do that, I'll say, it, let's call it number three. There's a spiritual practice called uh, reviewing my days that's in our materials. Uh, listen to my life. Reviewing my days is basically a, a renaming of an ancient spiritual practice called the examine. And the gentleman that, that created that centuries ago, basically said, if there is, if you only do one spiritual practice and you drop all the rest, don't drop this one. Review your days. And basically a series of questions to help you to, to say, what were, what most energized me today? What drained energy from me? 
What is my body telling me? How did I notice God today? Um, what did I notice um, in, in, in my ability to receive and give love today? Mm. You know, some very simple questions to either think through or journal through at the end of a day because of the fact that the questions you put in your mind choose have a way of helping you not just review your day but also can you hear me okay but also to be able to um kind of cue up those questions in your mind so that as you move into the next day you're thinking about those questions and just kind of like speed reading when you kind of pre-read the material and ask questions of the material it helps you to find what you're looking for in in whatever it is you're reading these questions actually become a way of almost helping you to notice the answers to those questions as they're happening. Mm. Because what we want to be able to do, of course, is to help people recognize and respond to God, not just in their days or in their lives, but in this moment. I love it. We got the top three BC Nation, Broken Catholic Nation. Sharon is dropping it like it's hot. All right. She's got number one, be open to God actually being real. How do you do that? Ask him, God, if you're real, show me you're real in a way that even I can't deny. Get through my head, get through all the intellect, and hit me in the heart in a way that makes me speechless. And then believe he will. Like, that's the secret recipe. So that's number one. Number two, Sharon says, after you do that, then be quiet. Right? So first, be open. And then number two, be quiet to actually hear God respond to you in your life, to hear the quiet whisper of God. So that's number two. And then finally, Sharon says, number three, review your day. Look for those God moments throughout your day. Look for the times when your heart was lit up like a Christmas tree or when your body responded and looked up because it felt alive and inspired. It recognized its creator. Like those, those are the moments. Sharon, those are fantastic, awesome. Let's get into the mental game, a mental game of spirituality. Why do you think that 90% of people are struggling? It's actually 97%. But why do you think over 90% of people are struggling to find their purpose, their higher purpose? They don't realize they have one. <laughs> Got or, it. Uh, because they're, they're, they're not clear on the fact that they're a created being. Mm. There, there, if you lack clarity on that, then, then you may not even believe that you, have a, that you have a purpose or a higher purpose. And the thing is, I think also people, another reason people struggle with it is because they link too specifically sometimes. Like they think there's one thing that I was made to do, as opposed to the idea that what I am made to be is someone who can receive love so I can give love. That can happen in many different forms over time. So when you, some people will want to write a, a purpose statement. I have a, I have a mission and a vision statement that, that helped me to sort out what to say yes to and what to say no to. But that vision and mission statement have had many different forms They've had, it's had many different kinds of manifestations and different jobs and things over time. But what is true of me is that um, I, 
I think my purpose, my vision statement is to help people articulate their intentions and live them out. And my mission statement is to be a catalyst for generative change, a kind of change that multiplies. Mm. And those statements are true of what I'm doing right now, but they're also true of many things I've done in the past. And even if this particular thing that I'm doing now with Listen to My Life it goes away, um, that's not going to change the fact that that's going to help me be a, have a sorting mechanism. I really so like what you're saying. Locate it in a job. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This is, this is exactly what I want to bring up, right? Like BC Nation, your identity is not what you do. It's not your performance. It's not your occupation, right? Because if it was, after you lost your job, you'd be dead then, right? But you're not. You're still alive. So obviously, it's not your identity, right? There's your evidence. You're still breathing, okay? So if what you do, if your job and your occupation and all these things are not your identity, who are you? Yeah. And, and this is what Sharon is saying is you are a child of God, right? And all you, your job really is is to get that. And then to receive the love, let him pour into you and fill you up with his truth and love so that what? You could go out and pour into others right. his truth and love. And Joseph, I'm actually a little disappointed that I know on your podcast you ask, what's the problem with the world? <laughs> so ask it, ask me, please, ask me. Say that again, say that again. The Wi-Fi yes, is... You ask a lot of people, so what's the problem with the world? <laughs> okay, Sharon, Sharon Swing, why do you think the world isn't working right now? It all comes back to an inability to receive and give love. Ta-da. I agree. And to receive love from God, not self-love first, God love first. See, when you're loved by the creator of the universe and you really experience that love, guess what? Guess who else you love? Yourself. Like it's just a natural byproduct. Guess who else you love? Others. Why? Because they're also children of God. It's just this trickle down effect. But so many times we chase the other thing. We look for love in others. We look for love in ourselves, but we forget God, the mm -hmm. source of all love, because he is love. So thank you for that, Sharon. Sharon, what's your number one daily habit that helps you grow spiritually? Um, when I wake up in the morning, I stay in bed for a while mm. and just, I breathe. <laughs> and I notice my breathing. And I like my, one of my favorite spiritual practices is just right at that in-between of sleeping and awake when I'm most calm, because I have trouble calming myself down during the rest of the day sometimes, to just stay still. And I, I, the, 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 one of the names of God, one of the Hebrew names of God is Yahweh. And it's pronounced different ways at different times. And maybe I'm sure you know this, but for, for a lot of people, they don't know that, that, this, that the, this name of God is actually something that, that has all of these, these letters strung together in Hebrew that really can't be pronounced. Hmm. And, it's, and it's actually best, best interpreted as And it's actually Yahweh. It's breath itself. Hmm. Breath itself. And that's interesting and because the, God breathed life into every human. Exactly. Yeah. It would not 
I would not be breathing if it wasn't if it wasn't for God. But just a remembrance of, and one of the one of the other really profound uh, experiences I've had with God. And one time I was so frustrated and I was so angry, and so jumbled and and all. I I walked out of a, of a conference that just triggered me in so many different ways, and I was sitting in my car and. I sat there and said, God, I so desperately need your perspective. I am so upset. I'm so angry. Show me, show me where you are in this. Mm. And, and I sat there and I said, God, I'm not leaving until I, until I can sense your presence. And I sat there for two hours and gave up. And I drove off on the way home, needed to stop at Sam's. I'm sitting in the parking lot. Going, okay, God another chance, please. Just like, you know, come on. You know? God, <laughs> so I'll, give, I'll give you one more chance. I know, God. really. Isn't that the way I want you to show up? <laughs> the Go ahead, God. That, I know, the, 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 the ways that... The, the we are audacious, aren't we? I know, we are. And, and so, so I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm just so, so anxious and, and, and messed up and like, okay, I'm about to give up again. And I'm like, where are you, God? And all what the impression I got, the words that came to me, not audibly, but in my spirit were, I'm closer than the air you breathe. Whoa. And, and so that Yahweh prayer for me is just my reminder. He's closer than the air I breathe. I like that. It's the first time I've ever heard it uh, spoken that way. Right, isn't Intention, it, intentional oh. breathing, but really getting that every breath you inhale is literally the breath of life from your Father in heaven, mm -hmm. and that unless He permits that to happen, you're dead. <laughs> like, you know, and I didn't, I didn't choose to make that happen. Nobody, right. nobody gave me breath other than Him. It's, it's something that happens at the moment of birth that we don't will it. Our parents don't even will it; they want it to happen of course <laughs> but 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 they don't kind of useful yeah it's kind of useful it's kind of necessary and it just happens i love that i love that it's so beautiful how do you build faith into your business sharon uh well i have a consulting practice swing consulting i'm an organization development and um many times i'm all different kinds of environments, um, some places where faith would be welcome and others not, but, um, you know, conversations of faith overtly. But I, I am a child of the Most High God. I am blessed to be a blessing. And um, I, carry, I carry the ability to receive love and to give love. And I carry the ability to use the intellect I've been given I, to help people. Um, and I look for ways to bless people in the midst of it. And so sometimes it's um, because you come across people that need to hear something specific or have questions that may need to be answered. But a lot of times it's, it's a listening presence that, um, that I can be. It's, it's who I am more than what, you know, I overtly preach. <laughs> I like it. In so, you know, you just reminded me of, I was at the 10X conference in Miami, um, at the growth con, and one of the speakers was Steve Harvey, right? And he's the TV show host. And uh, he came out there in a very secular entrepreneurial 
uh, worship money, worship greed um, conference. And it just was, that was the message. I love money. You got to love money. It's all about greed. Greed is good, right? All this stuff. And Steve Harvey comes out as a guest and he is asked the question, like, what do you attribute all this success to? And da, 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 you're, you're like this amazing, awesome dude. And, and he goes, listen, God saved me. Like, and he just drops God right into over 30,000 people in the stadium and drops God. And he says exactly what you said, Sharon, in different words. He says, God blesses you to be a blessing for others. God has blessed my life so that I can be out blessing others in their life. Like, and it was just so awesome how he just brought his faith right into his business. And some people could have been turned off and he didn't care. He's like, listen, unapologetically, I can't not talk about what God did in my life. He saved me. I was a wreck. Like, and I just think that's awesome. So thank you for that, Sharon. Yeah. How do you stay inspired and trust <laughs> God through the obstacles and challenges that can make you feel defeated? Oh, goodness. Um, that's a really great question. I think what keeps me inspired is my clients. I mean, the, just getting a front row seat to the life change that's happening is, is, um, <laughs> it's addicting, <laughs> quite honestly. Um, that is a huge inspiration to me. God is just a great inspiration for me because of the fact that the way that he is showing up in the midst of the coaching work I do through Listen to My Life is nothing short of spectacular, miraculous, winsome, funny, loving, crazy, and really quite indescribable. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing you say is that the way you stay inspired and trusting is in God is by continuing to put yourself out there, blessing others, serving others, pointing them to God. And in doing so, you get to watch God showing up and doing powerful transformation in their lives, which then re-inspires you and it reignites you to keep yeah. moving forward. Yeah. Is that about and, right? Yeah. And I, I, and it's not that I don't deal with fear because I do. I mean, I, I just started a podcast uh, with uh, Sybil Towner and Joan Kelly, um, my partners in crime, uh, that, I can't tell you how long it took me to launch the thing. And really it wasn't about not technically knowing how to do it or anything else. It was about flat out fear. It's the mental game. That's what we're discussing. It was, uh, you know, all of that. And just like, well, will anybody listen and will it make a difference and all that kind of stuff. And, and the people that are listening, hopefully we can uh, bless more people with it over time, but it's just, the stories that come back from the stories we're putting and we're just doing foundational episodes right now. You know, we're just kind of getting into it because what the really good stuff is, is when we're going to start interviewing the people who have gone through a process and the other, the authors and all that live at the intersection of life story and spiritual practice. And we actually look at life story as a spiritual practice. So uh, there's a lot of interesting conversations like what you're asking many times is um, you know, what has been your experience of God? And those are highly varied for different people. But it is so useful to hear what other people's experiences are because it helps us to tune in. 
That's exactly it. I, you know, I do my daily holy hour. I call it every, uh, every day, 7.30 AM, seven days a week on Facebook live. Right. And I share my prayer and I encourage others to share their prayer. What is God telling mm -hmm. you in your life right now? And it's very vulnerable to share your prayer because it's very private and personal. However, collectively as the body of Christ, we get inspired from what God is saying to each of us a little differently for each of us. Mm -hmm. And it reignites us and, and unites us. And I believe this is what we're called to, right? Is yeah. to show up together in fellowship. So Sharon, um, welcome to my favorite part of the show, the confession round. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Before we get into it, though, we're listening to Sharon Swing. You can find her at onelifemaps.com. That's onelifemaps.com. One O-N-E. Lifemaps.com. Sharon, here we podcast at One Life Maps, too. Yeah. By the way, what's the name <laughs> of the podcast? You, you didn't say the name of the podcast. What is it? One Life Maps podcast. That's we so original. I know. <laughs> awesome. Well, okay, well we just decided it was easier for the branding just to yeah, keep it consistent. Yep, there right, you go. Here we go. Here's your 10 quick fire questions. Number one, what's your favorite thing about being a believer in God? Receiving love. Mm, got that. What's your least favorite thing about being a Christian? The label Christian and what it means in the world right now. Got it. What are you most afraid of? Not having an answer to your question? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, we all have fear of something. Maybe you just shared it well, earlier. I, I, think, I think a long, painful death. Okay, that's clear. Yeah. <laughs> it was right there. What did, you, what did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? Looking for love in all the wrong places. Got that. What secret fear do you have about yourself or about others? Secret fear do I have about myself? Mm -hmm. We all got something. That, oh, that, oh, I, will, that I will let fear that I will allow fear to, uh, to rule as opposed to God's love. Mm, I want love. That. Yeah. And in fact, one of my lingering questions has been, how do I let God's love eradicate my fears? What That's would it be question. like to live letting God's love eradicate my fears? That's yeah. the question. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? How much fun he is. He is fun. That's why I Gosh. act like a dork half the time on my shows, right? Why? Because God created humor in us and funniness. Well, and I also wish I understood earlier that, that he has no ounce of shame that he wants to dish out. Correct. No shame. God's not there to shame you, BC Nation. No. Sharon, what's a new habit you want to form? Uh, I, want to, I want to get back um, doing yoga because it centers me. I, I breathe well and I can do my Yahweh prayer all the way through it. Hey, why don't you start a new yoga class called Yahweh Yo Yoga? <laughs> y squared. Somebody's y -squared. probably already done that, but I don't no, know. No, we just created it right here, right now. I like it. All right. What's a bad habit you want to break? Um, sugar. Sugar. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Vibrant. 
because that's the name God gave me for me. So I want to live into vibrant, um, creative, and courageous. Awesome. Pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God in your life. Internal feelings of shame. Mm. Um, looking for love in all the wrong places. Mm. Those are more than one word, sorry. And lonely. Did you get the last one? It was lonely. Yeah, lonely. Loneliness. Lonely was the last one. Got it. And last question. If you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice, Sharon Swing, what would you say to them? Relax. (laughs) Relax. Be at peace. Any final wisdom, Sharon? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not? Why not? (laughs) That's a a valid question. Why not? Listen, life without God is empty and meaningless. Why not believe God is real? All right, Sharon, what's the best way for BC Nation to get in touch with you? Like you've said several times, thank you very much. It's O-N-E-L-I-F-E-M-A-P-S dot com. You can find out more about Listen to My Life, which is a visual life mapping process that is really cool, helping you to review your past and your present and also look to the future um, to understand more of who you were made to be and what you're meant to express to the world. BC Nation, I was on Sharon's website and I was looking at her book and some of the graphic illustrations with this one life map. And I got to tell you, not only is it visually pleasing, it makes a lot of sense. Like to really just map out the journey, right? And look at it holistically from a 30,000 foot view of your life. What has God been doing in you? Where has God been showing up and you were missing it because you were in the mess? A lot of times people don't see it until they back up from it a little bit. And, uh, and there's something about doing it visually, not mm-hmm. just journaling it, um, that, is, that opens up a whole other aspect of what's going on. And people see patterns mm. um, that, that, that are so true throughout. It's just, it's just I, I'm flabbergasted on a regular basis what people take away from it. God is good. He is Sharon, all the Sharon. time. All the time. God is good. Sharon, thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, God's peace, and God's joy in your heart. Mm, And to you as well, Joseph, and everybody listening. Oh, just remember you're a treasured child of the Most High God. Amen. BC Nation, do you enjoy my show? Like, do you like listening to the show? Are you getting value out of it? Don't just be a taker. Come on, law of reciprocity. What I want you to do, I want you to go to iTunes right now and subscribe to the show and then write a five-star review. Or if you don't like me, write a one-star review. I don't care. Write something. Participate. Get out of the stands in your life. Get down on the court and play the game. God's got a big calling for you. All right, Sharon, got to go. Love you, girl. Great job. Bye. Many blessings. Take care. Thanks again. Bye-bye. 
BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.